This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 HQ. Fellas, how you doing, man? <clears throat> Talk oh, to me. Been good, man. We're yeah, good, we're good. good. Yo, we're, we're, we're like movie screening heavy this year. Oh, uh, I'm having to fucking record every other week as well because of it. Oh, mate. Like anything for the content, anything for the fans. I mean, I said that in a way where I sounded ungrateful and I didn't mean to. So obviously, we are thankful to anyone and everyone that's been involved in anything we've done so far, to be honest with you, Come on. as a podcast. Um, but yeah, guys, talk to me. How are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling good, man. You know, I'm not feeling as sexy as Jason today. God damn! Come on. Jason Wick in the Berlin. Roll at the toe and neck. Which kind of, anyway. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify or Apple or something, please, like, I'm going to... I'm going to... Make sure you get the visuals for this. I want to describe to you, okay? Nigga's wearing a black turtleneck, right? With a chain coming down on the outside. You know, you know them ones, all right? Um, and then it, the turtleneck is tucked in, yeah, to these suit-type smarty trousers, guys, yeah? And and believe me now, when I say they're very much Dwayne The Rock Johnson-type trousers, right? And um, they're looking like beige, grey, and white stripes. That's right. <laughs> you didn't hear me say black. Beige, grey, and white yeah, he's stripes. At still, he's at it still. He's at it still. He's at it. Then you got the black socks, you know, coming through and that, you know what I'm saying? And then he's got the Air Forces. And the cool Nikes. Uh, a cool cool Nikes on okay with a little gold tint on it. If like if if you're thinking, you know, houseboy, this is it, man. This is definitely it. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of speaking of Nikes, obviously Air Jordan actually really looking forward to that, right? Yes. Well, yes. it's not titled Air Jordan, it's actually just titled Air, but we are looking forward to seeing that. There's been so many tra- I feel like I've seen the trailer. Segue, by the way. Like a couple yeah. times still. I feel like I've seen that trailer a couple times. Yeah, it's cold. And obviously last last episode we spoke about Ben Affleck and his interview with the Hollywood Reporter. Um, no real updates on that film per se yet, but I'm just really excited to see that. I saw, re- actually yesterday I saw Ben Affleck did a premiere screening somewhere in America and he brought out Viola Davis. Like all the other actors were already out on the on the stage and he was talking about the premise of the film and mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm going to bring up the best actor in the world. He's gonna oh, play. Really? She's gonna play the mom of Michael Jordan. I'm gonna bring out Viola Davis. She walked out. Da, 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 round of applause. No, he, he saw that. Yeah, oh, that's that's that's, that's dope, man. Literally, he said the best. She's the best actor in the world. I love that man. I absolutely love that man. That is so good for him. Do you think she's? Uh, do you think she, she might end up? You know, getting some honors once in a while for. When I say honors, I mean obviously we're talking about the big boys. We're talking about the Oscars. Do you think she's in a? She could be in the running for that with this performance. Obviously, we're, we're all guesstimating. Yeah. We don't know. I'm just. You know. I hope she does, man. Like, I feel like she's 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 got like an Angela Bassett syndrome where they've always had strong performances, but but maybe the films in general they've been in haven't supported how wavy they've been. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because, because even even her as like Amanda Waller, she's cold. Well, she's cold. That's that's not an Oscar performance. Uh, but, but but my point is, if the film was cold, if the, if, if 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 the film was even the Batman level. Woman King should have been enough to her to, for her to have been in the running personally. One hundred percent. Not saying she should have won, but in the running easily. Yeah. So. I, don't I know. Think, uh, yeah, I think maybe she she hasn't had the Oscar worthy script. <coughs> have you guys seen a film this year or a TV show yeah. which you would say is worthy of an Oscar or an Emmy or or already mm-hmm. from the show? The Last of Us. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. category specifically? I'd say supporting. Uh, who would that go to? Bella Rams? Bella Rams. Bella Rams. I just think to be that age, you know what I'm saying, or to even play that age uh, and to do it with such maturity, which is the, iron, which is the ironic part of it, um, is not easy at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have to play like a person that is going through being a child to all the way being like this 
uh, traumatized, mature person. In that dynamic now, it feels like the tables did flip towards the end of the season. Yeah. And he essentially became. Can I just say, that was a fucking shout. Two times in a row, you've been fucking podding, bro. Mate, I just, two times in a row, you've been fucking podding. No one's in yet. Man, man said, no money, no money, no problem. No money, no problem. I'm telling you, man, though, he's, the, he, he's the curse, man, though. I'm telling you, yeah. Oi, big, oi. But nah, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm just lit, man. Cool. That fair play, fair play. Own that shit, bro. Yeah, um, what I'm going to do is go through some quick, quick uh, television and film news very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. You guys can talk to me about your thoughts on it if you want to. I know Jason might have some thoughts. He's, he's, he's seen something already that I know he's going to want to talk about. And then we'll get into a quick draft. And then we're gonna, You know why we're here, but I'm not going to say why we're here. You get me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gave you the clue already, actually, to be fair, at That's the start. Of the, yeah, yeah, we gave yeah. you the clue. So one of the first things that came across my sort of uh, notice this last couple of days, Jason Stahelski says that interest in pushing forward for an adaption of Ghost of Tsushima Tishima, sorry, has increased after The Last of Us. The curse of the video game to movie is now kind of lifted. It can be done. You just got to give it love and attention. First thoughts. Be, 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 wait, be, before you go, I think it's hilarious here. Yeah. This time last year, guys, episode two, three. Maybe. We spoke about Uncharted. We spoke about Uncharted, and we literally spoke maybe twenty minutes about Assassin's Creed and like mm-hmm. different different films that we thought like you know what that the video game thing just we, we were saying at the time we just need good writers. We just need good directors they need the actual game creators to let go of some of the source material and, yeah. and allow them to be free with the actual film and tv material you know what i'm saying podding. bro that's what i'm saying he's <laughs> podding, bro Mate, i'm telling you man the studio smells way better <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden his mind is not hogged anymore <laughs> this guy that's pretty good <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. sorry jace go ahead mm. no i think like uh who's kind of like summed up perfectly and as um the title kind of like states you just need to give it the love care and attention now Fact. i personally do think does ghost of Tsushima d- need an adaptation i sat on it for like five minutes and i thought yes they do and they need to give it the exact same care and attention that the last of us got uh-huh. because you see it like if you put because the problem with all these past video game to Adaption. adaptions and whatnot has been like they haven't been given the right actors the right money the right studios to kind of like take care of these things right like you got a lot of showrunners a lot of uh, directors who don't care about the source material to be like fuck it let's just shit sign out mm-hmm. like video game fans will eat up um yeah, but yeah like you see it now with even with the uh, sonic films like you get people in who care about those franchises right. and you'll get magic man it does make it a a lot better to watch, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does make it a lot better to watch. And, like, do you think that people will stray towards series and films? I, I do think it's harder to make a to make a, uh, to make a game adaption of a, into a film. I, I do think that is more difficult than a series. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Because you got kind of, like, usually, because games usually run around for, like, 11 hours. If yeah. More. So, putting that down to an hour and a half to two hours is obviously a lot more difficult so i do unless think, you do it in like a movie one movie two but then it becomes a whole like a franchise yeah it becomes a whole franchise mm. and, and the even po- then it's like a two three year wait in between yeah. yeah and the problem with that okay people lose interest because they don't know about that, that unless like, like, there's a couple like, there's like a wider story unless you've absolutely smashed it out the park mm. exactly which is again it's a it's a coin it's a to- coin toss isn't it so yeah you, you, you don't know um let's move on yeah Stranger Things writers, uh, Hussey's favorite television s- series, um, have described season five, which is the, which is the last season, as if season one and season four had a baby, and that baby was injected with steroids, which makes it sound as if it's just going to be absolutely mental. As a boys, <laughs> very true, very true. Any thoughts before we move on? Nothing, anything? Uh, not 
Looking forward to it, obviously. Yeah. So I think I'm glad it comes at the end. I think everyone, yeah. even the actors, have said. I think uh, Millie Bobby Brown said. I'm, I'm kind of glad it's coming to its end now, mm. and she can finally move on as an actress. I know she's been the face of that franchise for such a long time. Yeah. She can move on. The directors, the actors, the crew members can say, "Yeah, this is cemented as one of the best ever." But we we can now do new things and not just be seen as that. Exactly, exactly. Especially like them being in it from such a young age. Mm-hmm. Like the problem is for child actors, like you've seen it time and time again, with, even with um, uh, Macaulay Culkin, like, you know, he's still that Home Alone kid. You right. know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> which is sad, but like, so in, in the case of Millie Bobby Brown, like she probably had that in the back of her head and was like, I need to move on mm-hmm. from it. Because she's been in other things. I do think that's that Stranger Things though, is that, that is dynamic enough where once once she comes out of it, it won't be related to her after like a, after okay. a short while. I don't think it's as like um, uh, it's as like staple feeling as like a Harry Potter. Or, okay, you know what I'm saying. Really? No, I, I, I think I, I okay, think that. You know what? But then, is, are you it, are you the generation that is going to be give that feeling to you? Yeah, that's not yeah. But I think the, I think the elements of why we associate people with certain people, okay, is mm-hmm. because um, it's because they've like they've like eclipsed like a time of our lives, right? And they've and they've done, and they've done that very very well. Whereas right. I, I I think the difference back then is that. There wasn't much press being done. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you go on like talk shows, whatever. Okay. Whereas again. like, whereas whereas like right now, Millie Bobby Brown going on like GQ, doing like you know personality things, Vogue, that kind of stuff. You learn more about her, and because you learn more about her, you you immediately take her away from that role already. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So you take her away from that role before she's even got a new role. So I I think it'll be easier, especially for these days, for younger stars to um to evaporate from. Yeah, their staple roles from yeah, yeah no i hear you i hear you nice man nice uh moving on very quickly we kind of mentioned it you mentioned him earlier horse actually dwayne johnson apparently vetoed a post-credit scene for shazam Fury of the gods that would have included alwadis hodges hawkman and other superheroes being introducing shazam into the gsa so apparently uh it w- would have made sense i i did think that though so apparently dwayne johnson's been meddling and oh well, no i you is yeah i don't even blame uh, I'm a, I'm He's a, been getting a lot of stick. Dwayne Johnson. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him. What? I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him a DJ. Uh, but yeah, DJ like um. From, yeah. <laughs> My God, DJ. Friend of the show, isn't it? You know what I'm saying, bro, Tish, <laughs> DJ. You know what I'm saying. But like, um, I I read somewhere yeah. So I'm I'm part of like a comic book like forum on on Twitter, right? It's, like, it's just a massive inbox chat, right? Okay. Like, I avoid it during during like comic book season because then people might spoil shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like I went in there during the James Gunn run. You know when he was just tweeting about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I went in there and then somebody made a point. Yeah, because everyone was cussing out um, Dwayne uh, uh, Johnson for the whole. Um, he kind of shout out Marvel thing. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah. oh, you know, shout out to Batman. Oh, he's so evil. And then one guy in the chat said, Ben Affleck is just a karma rock. He's just a karma Dwayne Johnson. Because what they've done to Dwayne Johnson, they, they've been doing to, to to Ben for years, right? They've given him a, a film. They've given him a role. They told him that you are going to be the lead of this franchise, the lead not only of your own films, but, but we're going to let you write, direct, and even tell us what other pieces of the puzzle we need to fit to fit your image. But they told that to, to The Rock and they told that to fucking... Ben Affleck, and for different reasons, they both got shagged. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, and and what the, what the guy was trying to say is, 
the difference is is that du- is that Dwayne Johnson has mm-hmm. because he because he is the most paid actor in Hollywood, right? He's come out and literally been like, "Fuck it, like, all right, cool. You want to want to get rid? That's your fault." He's he's bet on, on himself. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Ben Affleck has taken the more conservative route and kind of been quiet and been like, w- w- "You know, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure." It out. And only last week did Ben Affleck finally come out and say, "I'm, I'm I, like, I'm not working with James Gunn." And even yeah. then, it was still humble. <laughs> Even though it was, oh, we just don't have the same like cre- like like creative vision right now. I think you've made a point of that. There's kind of I, I think like the difference between the two has been approach, like, and I think uh. you can't really fault uh, Dwayne for being as outspoken because he's always been outspoken. You know, I don't blame him. Champ. I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I do feel like there's a certain level of decorum that needs to be had, especially when he definitely when oversold behind. himself, though. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean? In, he definitely went out, bro. At the premiere thing, he was definitely selling himself as like, "I am gonna, I am Iron Man." <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, like that was his "I am Iron Man" press conference. And it's, it's. I'm so dead. Because like, <laughs> it's like, you know, Black Adam. Even in 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 the wider comic book world, I mean, Black Adam is obviously a huge character in the comic book world. But like mm-hmm. to the wider audience mm. he's a minor character like especially mm. to the film audience so it's one of those things like how can you have an iron man moment when you're playing to the eyes of the public such a minor role so yeah you're right about the over selling thing and whatnot if, if i was to rewrite black adam mm-hmm. i would have kept it in uh the century that we were doing it in i would have concentrated on the story of his son being like an activist i would have mm-hmm. concentrated on black adam being a nice person i would have then got right I mean, I would have stayed in that century completely. And then towards the end, when his son dies and he seeks uh, revenge and stuff like that and steals the powers of um, of Shazam, okay, and turns into Black Adam, I think the film should end there. Evan, I think that there should have been a post credit scene where it fast forwards to, to 2022 uh, and the Justice League of America. So the uh, JSA. J, uh, the JSA, I think they come out and they feel this like tremor somewhere, whatever. And then Amanda Waller like sends them. They go there and he comes out and then just, it just ends there. Do you think James James Gunn's keeping uh, Amanda Waller, Alex Davis, right? He, he loves yeah, her. Yeah, he, is, he, he is loves her. her. Um, I think she's a fan favorite as well. To be fair, she has not even wrong. Like her, exactly. her, she's just lit, bro. And we saw at the end of Shazam, which was like, oh, you know, what, what did they say to her? Uh, Waller has, has, has called you in and that kind of stuff. And da, 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 da. Cool. Let's uh, move on very quickly. Uh, Victoria Alonso has left Marvel Studios. Yo, I'm so upset. Let me finish. And then let me know you think. Nah, I'm so upset. <laughs> Fair enough. I love uh, her. She was the president of physical post-production and VX and animation at the studio. No, newly. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm right there. You. Uh, she's had a numerous amount of roles at, at Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there is some talk that Victoria Alonso was reportedly singularly responsible for the toxic work environment within Marvel's VX departments. She would reportedly give work to teams she likes, but if you pissed her off in any way, you were going to get frozen out. Um, so that this is just fresh off the pot. The press shot, shall I say? Um, Hoss, give me your response and your thoughts. Toxic people. That's all I'm. First of all, okay. <laughs> fresh off the press. First of all. Even though I know nothing about her, okay, and nothing about how she works and stuff, okay, she's innocent. All right, um, she is definitely innocent. Um, do you remember Jace when when he said not recall me? What do you remember when we were at? Um, do you remember when you told me she was innocent? 
And no, uh, no, 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 Every MCU film, every project, everything. She's just—it's it's just him and her every time. And then I said to you, like, I have to research her because I have to learn about like yeah. this woman that is literally helping run one the biggest franchises ever. Right, guys, she's been involved for t- for ten years. Bro. Yeah, I know. she's been involved for a minute, bro. And for me, I find that so admiring. She was the one, like I I watched uh, a BTS of her with with Bob. Um, mm. She was talking about like women and 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 like she was like championing that. Like, bringing in the wave of female Avengers and heroes and that mm. kind of stuff. And I, at the time, I, I was so sold. I was like, this is, this is, this is incredible. She, she spoke about how um, they wanted to kill off Hawkeye, you know, um, in Infinity War. Uh, or sorry, in Oh, and then they said, they said that it should be they Black Widow. That it should be Black Widow. And she's one, she was, she was one of the people, sorry, that fought for have, have Scarlet Witch. Uh, die, so, so not Scarlet Witch. Black, uh, Widow. Black Widow die. So then, so then she's the master. She's the savior. Why can't she be the one to exactly? Yeah, to save, to give my life to this guy. Rather yeah, than, it's always the guy's being. It's always the guy saving the princess and that kind of stuff. Da, da, da. Why can't she be like the, like, yeah, like the king? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. I just thought it was dope, man. So um, it's sad to hear. Obviously, I hope that she stepped down of just that role, and, and I hope they keep her on as a producer. Probably she's left the whole left studio. I know, but oh, you wow. you know that Bob Iger and everyone. You know what I'm saying I'm hoping that like yeah, it takes they, like. They, like few weeks kind of like sneak back in yeah give it give it like a few weeks and then Ken Feige will be like yo where's she gone fam what's going on and then boom she's back quick question before I go into my last um, last bit of news three superhero films have come out in the last two two and a half three months Black Adam Ant-Man and Lost Quantumania and Shazam Fear of the Gods all three have been Black Adam was, was this year Back in the last year, December. Okay, cool. So all three films, so last three and a half to four months. All three films, for different reasons, haven't resonated with fans and haven't drawn fans to the to the cinema. Mm-hmm. In comparison to, let's say, Creed and Scream. Yeah. I know Scream's doing amazingly right now. Scream's doing good, yeah. I need to go watch it myself. I'll probably do that this weekend. Um, and now, I'm going to ask a question. I know the answer to it, and I don't believe in the question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay, cool. Is superhero fatigue a real thing? Not just Marvel now, superhero fatigue. I believe so. Yeah, I agree. I believe so. Go on. So do you think I if Matt Reeves announced, announces the Batman 2 tomorrow, that they won't kill the box office? I think conceptual films are, are acceptable. I think a standard superhero film now, or- Do you think Guardians is gonna kill the box office? Yeah. I think, do you know what? Yeah, it's because it, it's, it's a little, a little bit of a loaded question. Of course like, it was, it was intentional. Like, because superhero films, even though there is like a certain fatigue within the fans, they are still fans. They are still going to go exactly. with that money and go watch that film. The films will still make money. That's not the problem, is it? That isn't the problem. No, but you asked, are they going to kill it at, at the at box, the box office? office? And I'm just answering. But the problem is, go on. to interrupt you, the problem isn't then the superhero fans and the ones that love the comic books and the ones that love the stories and the ones that love the franchises. To, to, to really make your money, you need to join the people that don't give a shit necessarily about all the interconnectivity of the DC, of Black Adam to Shazam and Guardians Correct. to da da da. You're right. And that's where you got, I feel that's where they've lost a lot of people as a whole. Uh, and that's where the series is were supposed to come in and level it out where I, I guess it didn't well, I it's, it's only extended it's only extended the fatigue made it worse it's only extended it but like even then yeah give me your thoughts it's it's, uh, it's 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 such a 
50-50 thing because it's like people are saying like oh yeah we're tired we're tired of this like even if you look at like just to bring series like She-Hulk for example She-Hulk still did numbers and people were like oh it's so fucking shit it's so fucking can't believe what they did is a daredevil man can't believe it yeah they're in charge oh don't even get me started on that but like do you see what I mean like it's like because I think what gets to a point is right like people may have fatigue but they're still gonna go pay that money and I think at the end of the day like Marvel would it highest executives especially like investors are going to look at it and they'll be like fuck it we don't give a shit we're still making our money all right so we're not going to change a particular aspect of it yeah. any, right. any thoughts horse i prefer not, not, not speak cool um i'm gonna i'm gonna read out something quickly i made some notes uh, the other week i was listening to a ringer podcast i made some notes on the rise of strike which is impending oh uh, mm-hmm. obviously you guys can dabble in where you want to i'm going to read something that i had to read from another article rather than my notes because I lost my notes. Uh, the Writers Guild of America commenced high-stakes negotiations with studios on Monday, which is Monday gone, over a contract set to expire on March the 1st, which could lead to the first strike in 15 years, a prospect that would cause massive disruptions to television and film projects across the industry. Uh, just to finish off, the Guild is heading to the Shirkham Oaks bargaining table, seeking higher compensation for writers, a boost in contribution to pension yeah. and health funds and better work standards. This could have a severe, severe, severe impact on on lots of things that I'm supposed to be filming this year and filmed and planned. Quick thoughts on on the writer's strike, if you have any, before we move on. I fucking support it. Um, I mean, we've heard about the sort of conditions and the yeah. unfairness of, of the whole um, writer situation. Give me, yeah, just talk to me. Yeah, it's as, as I said, like, I support it and uh, kind of like to bring it in that brings into what we mentioned in our last episode about Ben Affleck and his production company. Mm. Like, Good point. Being, uh, I guess to put it in a sentence like fairer contributions to everyone who's involved within the production of a film mm-hmm. that includes writers. Because like you've seen it time and time again and even with the first writer strike obviously I think all of us were a little bit too young to yeah, yeah, yeah. grasp the actual situation of it. But like uh, back then you would have seasons that would have 30 episodes per season perfectly said uh, yeah very good heroes being you know one of them and i think that was like a show that aired weekly and writers had to be like on the fucking money mm-hmm. every time the conditions to pay was shit and that writer strike kind of like cut that down to like making you know seasons like 10 to 12 episodes depending on what show you're making and stuff like that and just making it but then the, 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 the issue is the pay hasn't changed in that period of time exactly and i think there was something along the lines of the fact if you are contracted to a film let's say uh, or a series shall i say you can't then once your series is done i think there's a period of time where you can't go and work for another television series or film you have to wait for your terms of your contract to be finished to then go and work on something else which is they they essentially have like actors type contract but not getting actors type wage you know what i'm saying so it's it it does make it super difficult i think i was okay like Bro, like, there's a lot of producers, a lot of directors now, and a lot of actors um, that pitch to studios, right? So it used to be like, you know, directors or, or writers would pitch to studios about these concept for films, that kind of stuff. And then they would then go and pitch to the actors or cast or right. do what they have to do. Now it's now a lot of actors, as we've seen, same thing with Ben Affleck and with Brad Pitt and with, I can name a thousand of them. 
now uh sandra bullock all, like all these people okay like ha- now have their own either production companies they have their own ideas their own scripts their, their own writing companies um etc so they write scripts reese witherspoon has the same thing okay i believe michael b jordan with his agent i was listening to that podcast yeah something. yeah he has something similar either in the works or already established yeah like it's it's nuts, bro. So like, a lot of them are like writing and directing their own things, but then w- w- what they're doing when when someone says writing and and directing, it doesn't mean that they're writing the, the whole thing. So like for example, like Deadpool, you know, Ryan Reynolds writes Deadpool, but he co-writes it with two other people, right? But then he will then go and then he will then executive produce it and then act in it. He'll be an actor, executive producer, and writer. The writers will get no credit. The producers get no credit. He gets all the credit, all the money. He gets 20 mil. Da, 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 da. They get a 40k wage to stay safe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you understand, like, the content that we're watching is down to these people and their brains and the way that they can think and change things and that kind of stuff. So um, the producers, the directors, the writers, and uh, et cetera, like, yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give my, my last one, which is a segue, but it's not a segue because we're going to interrupt the segue. As it stands, John Wick 4 is a certified fresh with 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, the highest of the franchise. So I've given you another small clue about what this podcast is going to be about today. But before we do that, we're going to head into a draft game. This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Okay, guys, um, in aid and in, I guess, celebration of the films and specific film we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to do a draft game. We love a draft, we do. We, we love, love a draft. draft. Um, I'll probably be in the next draft we do, but I think this is uh, I think this is your you, you're both areas of expertise to some degree. Yep. Um, you had a bit of time to prepare. We are going to do... Didn't use any of that time, by the way, but anyway. <laughs> we're going to do a top five picks. Actors draft, and specifically actors, for an action movie. Action movie, action film. Wait, uh, do you know what? So I, I, so I can't pick roles, yeah? What do you mean by roles? So you're talking like cinematographer, why, why director? No, no, no. I was no, no. asking questions before you answer that. Does it have to be dead or alive? They have to be alive. Have to be alive, okay. Fine. I think that's fair. All right, all right, all right. Bet, 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 bet. You, you got this? Yeah, sure. Huss, how are you feeling about this? I'm brilliant. Okay, cool. Um... So I'm going to ask you guys a question and the first answer gets to pick first. If you are no longer a part of the John Wick world, the John Wick franchise... Ex Mahalo. Ex Kubrickado. Who she gets to pick first? Oh, okay. Do you know what? That's my bad. That is your bad. That's my bad. 100%. Right, you know I was going to say the, the, this commentator character. No, it's definitely it's Kubrickado. It's Kubrickado. Go on. All right, Hush, what is your first pick and why? John Wick. So is it actors? So, so actors. So Keanu Reeves. That's my point. Yeah, Keanu Reeves would be my number one. Pick. Would he? No, but would he? I'm giving you a chance to revisit this. Would he be a number one pick? So this is my movie, right? This is your movie. You're picking your actors. Right. You're a director. <laughs> he's, he's trying to sway you away. No, it's not working. <laughs> All right. So as director, okay, I'm going with this is an action film, right? Yeah, and you're your number one pick. So you can read. You, I'm giving you the scope to change if you want to change. Okay, cool. My number one pick for an action film is going to be Keanu Reeves. Okay, talk to me about it. Why? Um, he is going to be my co-lead. All right. Right? He's going to be my co-lead. Why? Why? Why uh, Keanu? Why? Talk to uh, me. So basically, my second lead is going to be a lot more dynamic. 
you know, and my um, and etc. But my first lead, okay, Keanu is going to be kind of like um, a role he plays well, okay, like a mysterious uh, but super ridiculously talented person. Like you might actually see how talented he is to around forty minutes in. Like it should be dialogue the whole way in, and then literally forty minutes in, okay, he finally does something, and, and you go, whoa, he's the real story. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Great so, shout. Jason, what is your response and what is your number one pick and maybe why? My number one pick, and I can't believe that you haven't gone with it first time round, especially if we're talking action genre. Ooh, it's got to be Donnie Yen, man. Donnie Yen with, uh, you look at the Ip Man series, like that in itself, kind of like bringing that martial arts, keeping that martial arts genre alive. Mm-hmm. You, well, we're going to get into it in a bit, but you've seen him in the recent film that we're going to be talking about. Boy, oh boy, you saw him indeed. Um, Star Wars franchise as well in Rogue um, One, like this guy, he's got everything down as a as a as an action movie star. He's got the talent, similar to Keanu Reeves, but he's got that, you know, like the, the actual martial arts behind it. He's got the pace. He's got the uh, you know the strength. The he's cool. Power, the reflexes. He's cool. Okay, cool, Jason. Sorry, not Jason. I'm going back to you, Hus. I wouldn't have picked him because I'm I'm, I'm not trying to mis- misappropriate different cultures. Uh, but yeah, so then um, <laughs> I definitely go with my second pick. I'm going with my my as I said, my co-lead, my d- dynamic number two, um, who you're going to think is the main person in this story, but it's really not. And I'm going with uh, a bad boys two version of Will Smith. Okay. Um, that's, Can we do that? That's what I'm Can going with. Can we take a bad boy <laughs> version? He's going to the past. He's going to the past. So? Can't do past. You said alive. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say in the past or, 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 or the future. Uh, VAR. I'm calling VAR. Come, I'm challenging call the call. I'm calling VAR. We get one challenge, by the way. <laughs> now on. But just know you're setting a precedent. No, no. <laughs> setting a precedent. And I want to say, if we are taking certain actors. Do you know what? From that prompt? No, 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 no. Let's I'll keep my actor. First. I'll keep my actor. Okay. We'll, we'll, him right now. Do you know why? Go on. Because Will Smith, as actor, is one of the most dedicated persons on the planet, bro. If if I said to him, "Yo, Will, you have six months here yeah, to get fit for this role, yeah, to do it like you're 28, he'd, he'd fucking do it." So do you know I mean, what? Do you know what? Keep him. 55 year old Will Smith. He's, he's keeping Will Smith. He's fine. Do you know what? Okay, cool. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not particularly mad at it. I just think there are much better choices. Yeah, that's okay. Jason, um, if you think, J- Jason, if you think there are better choices, why don't you tell us who your number two is? Yeah. Oh, what a segue. Yeah. Well, my number two, and quite frankly, now I'm debating why I didn't have him at number one. It's got to be Tom Cruise. Oh, he's, good, he's good pick. four foot, bro. Good pick. Uh, Mission Impossible. It's a good pick. Yeah, because he, he's always in there. First, first of all, first of all, all right. He is <laughs> yeah, so Jason's film might have the premise of flying a plane. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't matter because... The thing that he does is perspective. You know, he seems taller in films than he does in real life. And that's what we call movie magic. Cool high heels. So, movie magic. <laughs> why, why Tom Cruise? Quickly. Why Tom Cruise? Well, he, in the action genre, he's been absolutely pivotal when it comes to this whole spectacle of, like, action for the sake of action. You've seen it in Top Gun. 
uh, last year as well. You've seen it in um, the Mission Impossible franchise, which is still going to this day. We've got a film coming out this year, maybe. To this there day. you go. There you go. And that's like, your response. That's my response. Of course, number three. Let's go. Number three. I'm going with my villain, my antagonist, my. I like you know I like what you're doing. You're kind of setting the scene for your film. Yeah, he you is. know what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying. He's almost fucking set in Berlin. Um, and <laughs> great seat. Yes, I was gonna say. Enjoy that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, my antagonist, okay, um, she is going to be an absolute warrior, okay? Uh, this is I, interesting, I like she's, this. She's, she's also going to be a voice, just a voice, right? Until a point where face reveal and everyone's like, oh my fucking days. No, I'm listening. And it's Zoe Saldana, right? And hear me Zoe out. Zoe Saldana. And hear me out. Do you know what? And do you know what? Me. I can't fucking lie. That's a great thing. <laughs> I can't fucking lie. That's a great thing. And do you know why? <laughs> For two reasons, yeah? Reason one, as an actor, okay, I think she's outstanding. I think that she can play various different roles. Also, her facial expressions are incredible. Now, number two, mm-hmm. number two, four movies, billion dollars, fam. I need to think about the franchise. I need to think about how I can make this into a sequel thing. You know what I'm saying? She is a sequel with a bag. That's, she's going that's why I got me. Tom Cruise. Highest grossing movie of all time. She's a four billion things, bro. Nah, she, yeah, do you this know what? This is a good battle so far. This is, oh man. You, Billion dollar franchise. Do you know what? Bro. He snuck that one out as a number three pick. Didn't see it coming. I can't lie. So as a number three pick in kind, I'm going to have to respond. And I am going to pick. Fuck, you stumped me, man. Can't lie. I know. Um, uh, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Let's play it safe for now. Uh, as my number three and he is going to be my co-lead that's going to be Dwayne man uh-huh. <laughs> he's going with a marketing plan yeah, mate. yeah 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 he started talking about money and I was like shit I got I got to make money too like I've got Tom Cruise right. and who else to add that money in with Dwayne I think you've seen it like time and time again he's the highest paid actor at the moment he knows how to like he's a for me he's a one trick pony that one trick pony is action and he does it well uh, host response number four fair enough man okay my fourth okay i think the problem with antagonists and their stories is a, a lot of time with there's, there's not a story or, or family built around them you know what i'm saying right so my number four pick i don't know i don't i don't like it i don't like why why am i liking his cars better than mine i hate it i hate it <laughs> so my number four pick is, is going to be zoe saldana's um sympathetic number two or three i'd say okay the person that is going to be smart in the game behind doors but it's going to really help her and i he, he's he's done this role as a, in a as a as a good guy but seeing him do it as a as in a bad team will be outstanding and i'm going with the man himself donald glover Interesting. oh you bitch you knew it <laughs> you <laughs> Ah, run the thing. He is, he is, he is one of the best actors in the game right now. He's underrated, super underrated. Okay, he's a show writer as well. Okay, I want him to be on the writing list as well. By the way, for for this thing as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking about everything. And guess what? I hate it. And guess what? And guess what? Guess what? Him and Will are doing the theme song for the damn movie. Okay, I'm thinking about soundtrack, baby. Let's wrap up, man. Let's wrap up. Fucking hell, my number four picks and Daya. I don't care. I don't need to explain it. Go with your fifth one, man. <laughs> Jesus. Say go, go set your perfect film. Yeah. Go set your perfect film. What's your yeah. fifth pick? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. 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 God. 
Thing is, yeah. I think he was going to use the timer for your explanation to pick his fifth, and now he has to pick his fifth now. No, no, no. Oh, you got yours? No, I've got mine. I, like, jokes aside, I actually think you got an amazing car. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate it so much. I hate how, especially with you setting the tone, setting the scenes, I'm just like, I fucking want to watch this film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jake, God. Go on, Huss. Now, to finalize, okay. Now I know the reason for prep time. For every single film, okay, you have, a, you have the antagonist group. You have the good people. You know what I'm saying? Keanu and Will working together. Get, uh, uh, Donald Glover and Zoe really killing it. You know what I'm saying? And then in the middle, you know what you gotta have? You gotta have Switzerland, Ground Zero. Someone that can that can that can that can understand and control both parties. Something that is continuous throughout my franchise. That is there for every single episode. I'm going with the next Denzel Washington, Jonathan Majors. He will set that tone for me. That was going to be my fifth pick. He, he will puppet everything right, guys, for Guys, we don't even need the fifth one. Who's just <laughs> created the greatest film of all time, apparently. So, do you know what? Congratulations. Look, First time round. I didn't know, because drafts are supposed to be, uh, like, you know, up to the comments. Not this time. It's up to me. I'm I've a, decided. Who's... I'm going to throw some names uh, that I've seen. Jason oh, Ste- oh, oh, what was it, guys? It wasn't guys. You didn't ask me the name the, the name of my film. Oh, he's even got a title. <laughs> What's the yeah. name of your film? Burn down Germany. Oh, okay, he's lost me. At yeah, the title. You, you ruined you've it, man. You lost me at the title. Um, <laughs> some some actors that could be could have been named Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, I don't mind. Chris Evans, uh, Liam. Well, can't say Liam Neeson now. Too old. Uh, who else we got here? Prime Liam Liam Neeson though. Do you know who? Uh, Angelina Jolie could still do bits, you know. Correct. Um, Matt Damon, Gerald Butler, Gerald Gerald Butler would have been cold. Yeah. Do you know who I, I was gonna put uh, um, as as Keanu's uh, love interest that he doesn't want? <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah. Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet. Yeah. Scarlet. Jasmine. He's gonna have to call it Scarlet Witch. I was. We also got Chris Hemsworth, Michael B. Jordan, John Cena. Yeah. John Cena obviously. I had Michael B. Jordan in my head, but I was thinking Jonathan Majors until he stole yeah. it and created the best film. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Craig. Nah, he doesn't, he doesn't like acting. Daniel, I can tell by his face, bro. <laughs> Daniel Craig is a good shout. Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy, Hardy would have been cold. Shout. Tom Hardy would have been cold. Scarlett Johansson, as mentioned before, Tessa Thompson. Uh, and that she was on my list. So yeah, man, there were some options, man. The problem is, yeah, I mean, when you prep for this, okay, you have to make ten. Don't ever do five. Yeah, do ten because then it makes it more fun for you. Because because when you look at it and you be like, oh, let me switch up a little bit. Da, 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 da. All right, do you know what? Nice next little segment time, I there. Need, I just need to set the scenes next time. Next up. John Wick. Oh, what a segue. This is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Um, how much are you into action, action films and action movies? Here and there. I'm, I'm more of a, of a thriller guy. Jason? Nah, action. That's all me. It's yeah. My favorite genre. Give me some, give me some of your, of your favorite action films, Jace. Oh, The Matrix. Mm, starring who? Great show. Starring Keanu Reeves. Imagine that. Come on. We'll never thought. Yeah, and yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. But, or Fishburne, depending on where you're from. Mm. Um, Shout out to the door. be on one. Um, Undisputed. Okay. Dope. Featuring Scott Atkins. Good shot. Great shout. Great Incredible. Shout. Uh, Enter the Dragon. And yeah. do you know what? In the last few years, especially since the 2010s, John Wick. Oh, really? Yeah. We never thought it. Would never thought, would you? Mm. <laughs> uh, what what got you into the John Wick uh, franchise and John Wick as a film, John Wick as a character? What what was the thing about it for you? Oh, the, t- the tonics. 
Not only the total next, but uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is actually one of my favorite actors. Why? 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 Um, like as you said, like humble Don in the action genre as well. He's just somebody who, and Hus mentioned it before, like somebody who's just so talented and like he dedicates himself to it. Right. So um, this is just a little bit of a riff, but like I've got the um, Matrix trilogy on DVD. Check. They came with like uh, behind the scenes things and they were talking about in the first matrix film how each of the cast members including obviously keanu reeves dedicated eight months alone to learn all the different fighting um styles right. that they displayed in the film so that's like kung fu jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu um fucking like wing chun as well mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where it's just like fucking hell like that's you, you can tell the difference when someone's dedicating themselves exactly exactly so as soon as i saw john wick from the very first get-go i think the first film came out in 2014 2014 is correct there you go um and i was just like yeah keanu reeves i'm in like yeah he's cold um I'm I'm not, we're not going to go through all the john wick films what we will do is quickly fly through why we liked those particular films what we liked about them because you kind of spoke about it previously yeah. in another pod um but i think to talk about john wick 4 you can't not talk about john wick 1 we don't get there without the start. Um, very briefly, John Wick is a 2014 American action film, um, film directed by Chad Stahelski and written by Derek Colstead. It follows a uh, character called John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves, who is a legendary hitman who's forced out of retirement to seek revenge against the men who killed his puppy, a final gift from his deceased wife. Simply, and the only reason we are here today is because of the fact they killed his dog. His dog. No, no. The quote is from the first film or the second film, when they, when they when they keep saying to him, "For a fucking puppy," <laughs> and then he goes, "That no, it's not just for a puppy. It's they made me. They took away my hope. That's what he said. They took away and my I, hope." And you know what? And I think um, before I talk about one of my favorite scenes from this franchise, I think that is uh, an interesting thing where it's easy to, to it's easy easily lost. Of course, with all the fucking action. With all, with all the action and all killing. the fight scenes, the killing, it's easily lost that everything that John Wick has done is for two reasons, really. Firstly, the loss of his, as you mentioned, puppy and his deceased wife, but his, his hope. That's what he was really and truly living yeah. for. That's what drove him to, to be who he was because well, he had retired. a normal life, yeah. 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 Do well, you, you know, you're, you're, right, you're absolutely right, guys, yeah. But you know, it's like with, with that as well, yeah, like people are, let's be real. Right, this guy is retired. We meet him in, in the first film, retired. We don't meet him in peak form, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. He has already killed thousands of people. If you don't think it, no matter how cold you are, no matter how wavy you are, no matter how secure, if you don't think this dude has PTSD or, tra- or trauma or something, then you are mistaken. That is crazy. No human on the planet, no matter what you tell me, can go through that, right? And go through the career that he's had to get to where he's got, right? And not be scarred. And then, He's now in a calm, relaxed place with two things that he, that he cares about now. He's lost his wife, the, the person, after killing all those people, he's now lost the person that means everything to him. Mm. Lost him. Then that person gives him a final gift, a final hearsay. And that thing is alive, by the way. It's not, it's not a toy. Yeah. I'm saying that thing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that thing is alive. Then his personal, his personal joy was finding that, uh, was, um, his, was his, uh, car and you can even tell in that in that first movie when he drove his car into like the trucks when he was like about to get hit and he yeah. goes, and he stops right he's trying to find excitement in the hope that he has you know what i'm saying he's trying to find peace but he he can't get away from um the adrenaline of, of the job that he was exactly yeah so he's finding adrenaline like at, at, like at 
elsewhere. The first half an hour of the first joint film is so deeply important and runs throughout the next three films, okay, that we sometimes forget it based on the action and all that kind of stuff. He's gone through all of that and then in a split second, nah, someone has taken everything away. This entire fucking episode, but you are podding. <laughs> you are podding. I've said it for his flowers. <laughs> that MVP this season, Fam, bro. Listen, you can't you can't take that away from him, yeah. And then you and then what someone told me back in the day, right? You cannot control somebody's reaction to trauma. Okay, that is not up to us, right? Like you, like 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 guys. If I tr trigger you right now with something that I don't know what you're going through, I can't control your reaction because that means something else to you than it does to me. So you can't just say it's a fucking dog or it's a fucking. You can't just like, say that. You can't just, can't say, just like, do that. It, you know what I'm saying? That's what they're telling him. They're telling him it's just a fucking dog. And like, well, no, it's not yeah, just it's, a dog. It's not no, just a dog. Number yeah. one, I'm tapped, and two, you've <laughs> untapped me. Save that. Come on, then. I'm gonna play one of my uh, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, do it. Obviously. man. Oh. I hope it's not get copyrighted. No, it should. Brilliant scene, lads. Honestly. As, as, as lit because that's the brother of who we just killed. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like one of the first few scenes of the film as well. Yeah, it's like so, opening. Yeah, there you go. Cold. What are the what are the best highlights for you from the from the from the three films so far? I think for me one of the best scenes, and I watched it back the other day, is the is the fight scene in like the library slash like with the knives and I was just chucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two, hard scene, the hard scene. One of my favorite scenes, and it's actually from the first film as well. Right. They, uh, they actually raid his yard. So this is like I think not soon after until he is like cool. I'm ready to jump back into the life. right. And then just Re reluctantly, reluctantly jumps into the life. So he kind of like brings out the hammer and then kind of like obviously breaks this panel in his yard and brings out all the like coins and stuff. And it's, it's just kind of like that pivotal moment where you're just like, oh shit, we're about to see the Baba Yaga again. The boogeyman. Bro, bro. Mm. And then it's, it's just kind of like just that point of building anticipation. You're just like, fuck. We're, uh, we're about to get into it. Fellas, have any of you rewatched John Wick 3 recently? Yeah, Sunday. I actually, sorry, not Sunday, um, uh, before our screening, which was on Monday, guys, just to let you know, um, uh, I was walking up to the building and I just finished it. Like I was watching it on the train. Okay. Uh, That's dope. I downloaded it. So while I timed my train journey, it was like 32 minutes, something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to watch the last 32 minutes on my, on my, like, or was in train journey because I want to feel like I've like I'm continuing the film. Do you know what I'm saying? So like I just watched for the last thing and as I was walking up to the actual venue, I was like done. Um, I forgot to mention and before we get to that, one of my because what I want to ask you about is how John Wick three links to John Wick four, which you guys can happily go into. One of the great scenes in for me, one of the great dynamics, sorry, shall I say, in the John Wick franchise is Common's character and John Wick's. If Common could stay alive, yeah. Or I, to be fair, we don't see him die. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he gets stabbed in in the heart. John tells him if you Epic scene. pull it out, then cold, then cold blooded, bro. Die. But if you keep it in, then but you could literally see him the, the 
disdain for each other, more so mm. on the common side, in each other, in common space. You could the common characters. But there was there was a few characters though that, that 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 because obviously you're in this like society and this community, this underground world, right? Or or, or under the table world. Um, oh, <laughs> Podding. Podding. <laughs> that um that like there is this mutual respect for each other. That death isn't actually. Um, a fear for anyone. What it is is that it is a consequence. You know what I'm saying? Okay, death is a consequence. So even though Common and John probably don't want to kill each other, that because of what's happened, because he has killed his um, his uh, yeah his keeper. You know what I'm saying? And the person that he was a, a, a taking care of, there is an obligation for him to do that. And John understands that, and that's why it's so beautiful because it's not just anger. Like none of them move with anger; they move with like with obligation they have to do that which is so perfect as well which is so dope in that one scene where they're like so they're inside the continental where in the bar where it's just like a neutral yeah zone. and like one of my favorite things about like just media in general right and where like you have two opposing sides when they enter a neutral zone they can kind of like take everything that's happening outside of that neutral zone and just like not necessarily act like boys with each other mm. but like they'd be cool with each other and i just find that like that particular aspect and that dynamic even cool. when they walked into to that scene they stopped and then uh john goes he goes to um and i think uh commons character's name is actually cassius right and then they say um he goes or um cassian and he goes you're correct oh dope and then uh he goes <laughs> he goes um oh uh Jin? Is it? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, and then, boys. like they actually know each other. Do you know what I'm saying? And like they get their drinks. Good and down there. It was so good, man. It was like, yeah, it was brilliant. And there's just an understanding there, man. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the understanding around the world is the foundation of, of all four. They've yeah. built the world very, I don't know if intentionally, I, I, I don't want to discredit or disrespect anyone. So I don't want to say, I don't know if it was intentional, but they've made it work and it has worked. It's really good. Yeah, exactly. It's really good. I think what they've like because I do agree with you I think it was a little bit unintentional I think they tapped into this whole thing because like let's be real like especially from the early 2010s up until the late 2010s there haven't been true action films uh -huh. so to speak and I think they just tapped into this like weird market where people have been nostalgic for those as, um, action films and maybe like, shit yeah maybe so yeah. yeah like let's just fucking do it and obviously and the fact that they can go to country to country and do and build other societies within the same world allows them to do exactly what you just said it exactly. allows them to kind of build and uh, to take inspiration from different parts of our action movies that we've seen in the mm. past thrillers mm -hmm. um, even like even like um uh like could like comedic stuff um, you know what i'm saying they can take different forms of comedy and place yeah. them in different places because they're shooting everywhere we love globe trotting films man. one of um <laughs> one of the scenes i loved is the in the first they kind of linked the first film where the police officer turns up at john wick's house and he asks him oh, are you working again yes. and i love i love that scene because hey john and it links to the uh, it links to the it links to the second film where the police officer turns up again. Yeah. Um, uh, what does he say to him? Bear with me, I've got it here. Uh, da, 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 da. He said, "Oh, the gas leak question." He said, yeah. He said, "Gas leak." And John was saying, "Gas leak." Yeah. And it's kind of like mutual understanding. You, you know what I've done. Exactly. You know well, what I'm on. But it's so funny here yeah, because that's the scene where John gets angry, right? So that's that's the scene that the police officer finally just concedes, and he he says to John, he goes to John. Um, 
are you are you uh, back at work, John? And then he goes, and then like John just like like looks at him and goes, "Bye, Billy," or Timmy or whatever his name is, "Bye, Billy." And then just like turns around and walks away. And then and then the and then the fucking the officer goes. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, man, this is gonna be a long day. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's lit, man. But even oh. shows how much control, the, how much control the, the world has. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite scenes ever is when Winston stops everyone. You know what I'm saying? And tells John, like, yo, we, I could have killed you. What I've done for you right, right now is a is a courtesy. Yeah, yeah for real. Mm. It, is, it is a courtesy. Like, no matter how lit you are, no matter how wavy you think you are. Mm. This is, and it set this. It set the tone for the first film because in the first film we kind of get a feeling now. We get the feeling of of it can be anyone. That when he's on the run and they put the bounty up to seven mil, ten mil. Whatever. I love, I love the introduction of the bounties, yeah. man. The bounties. bounty thing, yeah. Bounties introduction hard. cold. And I, I actually hope in the four, uh, joint four. I actually hope they explored that world a bit more. They did, but I hope that they he went in there. And so I should be. Interesting. All right, going to introduce introduce the film finally. And we'll get into it. But yeah. We took our time, I know. John Wick 4 is a 2023 American neo-noir action thriller film directed by Chad Stahelski and written by Shay Hayton and Michael Finch. This is a sequel to John Wick 3, chapter, John Wick Chapter 3. And it's the fourth instalment of the John Wick franchise. It stars Keanu Reeves as the title character, alongside the likes of Donnie Yang, Bill Skousgard, Lawrence Fishbourne, and obviously Lance Reddick. I think firstly and foremost, we have to mention, and Ian McShane, so let's say sorry. Yeah. Ian McShane, very important part of this film. Um, but we can't talk about this film and talk about the John Wick franchise without mentioning Lance Reddick. And obviously firstly, rest in peace to Lance Reddick. Um, definitely, definitely. Any, any, any quick thoughts? I don't want to dim down the tone of the pod, but we have to make note of people of notoriety and importance to... An absolutely outstanding actor. Obviously, we don't... When a lot of celebrities, actors, talents, you know, when when they pass, we are unfortunate to not know them more. You know? So I guess we're in a position where we can only admire him for his work and, and admire him for, for the for the man that we think or thought he was. Do you know what I'm saying? And um with that basis, like any bro like black actors like in that have been in the industry for twenty, thirty years, you know what I'm saying? They've they've gone through it all. They've gone through every small, big, tiny what, no pay, small pay, big pay roles ever, and he is—he has been a constant, a constant in in this game um, and in various films that we love. And it's, I, I guarantee you, you can name five or six films you don't even know he's in, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, he is in that. He's that sort of actor." That exactly. That's one of those things, and you've mentioned it perfectly. He's just one of those actors who's been brilliant in everything that he's been in. The first Seamless. time I've s- seen him is, um, and I might be misremembering. Uh, Sparta, Blood and Sand. Okay. Um, Damn. What a reference? That's the that's the very first thing I've ever seen him in, mm. and he's just one of those actors who, like, as he said, like, you know, he's absolutely top notch. Who is he? Just he just fits into just films. Fits into films. He's like a puzzle piece. Exactly, and it's it's crazy. And do you know what? That's actually, uh, and we mentioned this last week as well a little bit. Like, um, I can't remember who the actor was, but he did an interview where he's like. You know, he's been in critically acclaimed films, but he's still not getting the roles that his resume kind of like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, deserves. Mm-hmm. And I think Lance Reddick is just one of those actors that fit perfectly into that. He's been seamless and everything. And just to bring it back into the John Wick franchise, like as the concierge, he's just somebody who, you know, like... You didn't think you was about it in the first film, but then in the second film, you see him kind of like pull out his fangs and you're like, raw, do you know, he's on do, job. Do you know he set the tone for the role of the concierge? And there's so many actors here in a lot of franchises, okay, where they come in, 
and their role is to play a supporting character and they play it so well yeah that in the next films okay they actually evolve that role exactly you know what i'm saying yeah. not that Perfect. not that character but maybe that role like whatever they're doing they evolve it now we have concierges in other countries where they're playing the same role they're playing a really nice self uh customer service rep but but very very uh street wary and re- have an understanding of, an of, of the world, the world like, and when shit goes to uh, yeah and that's really bad number two <laughs> do you know exactly. what i'm saying like we saw with john wick four yeah exactly john wick four. John so wick four. There but, you go. but deep it though like it's I think it was the reaction to the second film that allowed us to kind of um, see the role of that character be evolved because they could have easily done that in the second film when um, John goes to uh, Casablanca or sorry in the, in the third film or in the second film where uh, he 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 goes to Rome. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like they could have easily done the the. the concierge role there but I think his impact was so good man that they had to involve mm-hmm. his role there that if he was to go in, in the film then he has to be uh, sorry not him has to be replaced I think the role has to be replaced in general across all the continentals yeah. I remember in Best for for The Wire one of the one of the go-to television series for me personally um, shout out to I, but interestingly I think I saw him speaking about the role that he plays as concierge and he mentioned something along the lines of he had to on the spot uh, adopt a Kenyan accent for the yeah. role and he wasn't necessarily expecting that to be the case but he did it so seamlessly where it's like shout out to you bro um, so yeah rest in peace to Lance Reddick um, and there was a moment in the film which I spoke to you about yeah that and we can spoil it because we're here to do spoilers uh, exactly. when, 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 when he ends up passing away it just felt horrible horrible yet poetic felt, at the same time yeah it, it, it was just a weird timing right where it's just like oh shit like Mm. it was untimely and this is no fault of the film but like it kind of left the weird taste in your mouth if that makes sense of course like of course just like because he passed and you're just like oh shit they literally cut him off this early but what i find so beautiful and now that we are spoiling this it kind of made it a full circle towards the end unintentionally they unintentionally, made it it worked it bro worked. they paid they paid honor to him beautifully they paid honor to him beautifully up to the point where it's just like oh wow where it's like okay cool you cut him off early but the way they just gave him like especially ian mcshane's character paid a huge homage what winston beautiful. yeah yeah like bro. beautiful beautiful send-off and it, 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 it's, it's just kind of like you know it was in the back of your head for like the entire film for me anyway but then when they mentioned so like oh you know most importantly like he was a friend he was a friend and i was just like that is but even the way that he delivered it he said like you know he said like i've been racking my brain around what to do how to describe someone that i have that has been my confidant you know for the past 20 years of my life 30 years of 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 my life Mm. how do you how do you describe that the most important thing and it was that you know like he he was far and foremost my friend mm-hmm. yeah, saying, and it was just beautiful man it, yeah it was beautiful and it's just this weird moment of like fiction it's fake like, fun, like funneling itself into reality yeah it's just like you you could have taken that scene and placed it into an actual eulogy for him and it mm-hmm. would have been like and that was that was the reason i kind of went with the whole sort of poetic feeling like mm-hmm. they've he's gone out in a project and a franchise and a film which is firstly loved by so many people. Um, and he plays such a key role in its growth and evolution. And also 
it's probably going to be the it's well it's already the highest grossing i think it will be the highest grossing film of the franchise the most popular film of the franchise oh, I, I think so and I, I, imagine. I think so and i think it's nice for him to have been able to have gone out in that in this film and his last words right they were um it's been an honor there you go yeah. like it's Incredible. poetic as, yeah. as you put it man um let's let's uh let's move on uh let's move on oh. yeah John Wick 4, we're not gonna, um, what we're not gonna do, just to be clear for the pod, is go through the whole premise of the whole plot per se, because we're gonna talk about what we loved, what we didn't love, Correct. what was great, what was extravagant, what was amazing, and we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun with this, man. I think that's the best way we do our reviews is when we're Same. a bit off the cuff and a bit, you know, freestyle but you know, with a, with a structure. The juices flowing as well, but like, hey. Pause, yo, crazy. Whoa, whoa, yeah, do you know what? That's my bad. Resume. Um, John Wick 4 is a two hour and 49 minute movie or film. So if you are going to go watch this film, be prepared, take some snacks, take some drinks with you, but go to the toilet maybe beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Hoss, thoughts prior to going into the cinema? Excited. I was so excited, man. I just, I was so excited. Thank you to Lionsgate for inviting us. Um, shout out to y'all. It's our first time working with you guys, so really appreciate it. But like, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was ridiculously excited, man. Like, I was really happy to go in i couldn't wait last film was 2019 i believe yeah yeah and you know i, I give i give i give jace credit for getting me <laughs> when did he get you into it late bro probably after the third one no after the second one came out after the second one came out and yeah. i was like bro you need to watch it yeah i think i watched the third one in cinema yeah so i think it was the second one um, I was because that's time we, we were living together. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I was like, oh, like, I've always seen the promos. I've always seen like, oh, it's on Netflix now. Blah, blah, blah. I've always seen that. You know what I'm saying? I'm on it. But yeah, man, I came into it very excited. I, I, I think sometimes when you come into things later, I, I actually think that you appreciate them a little bit more because you're catching up. You know what I'm saying? So you're watching it all in in one go. You're not waiting week for week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or obviously year for year. I'm talking about like for, for, um, films and series. Game of Thrones, same thing. I came in, I think four seasons in. Or Three seasons in, sorry, mm. I caught up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, man, I was, I was really excited. Chase, yeah, same. Literally, like, it's one of those franchises who I've, which I've like come to love, and I was just like, fuck, Pause. chapter four, nah, resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was I was super excited, and like, I, I I it's one of those films where it's just like you don't care how it's gonna be, you just know you're just gonna love it because you just got a crazy bias for it. But then, it, but then it helps that it was actually wavy. So. Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that actually helps that it was wavy. But yeah, like, yeah. like I was gonna love that film no matter what. My feeling is though with this film, they didn't necessarily rush into the action. But once the action started, it didn't stop. It didn't stop. Which I kind of appreciated in the sense of they. And firstly, one thing I will say about John Wick's character, which is so interesting, he doesn't say, he doesn't say many words. He doesn't. Like if you're looking throughout the franchise, he doesn't say niche, fam. He doesn't say niche. And do you know what? Yeah, I think it kind of like was a point because and i'm saying this as somebody who loves keanu reeves right keanu reeves as an actor is maybe not the best in terms of the range of emotions he can display and john wick is kind of a character where he's just like very straight to the point very deadpan very kind of like what straight to the point so every time and you kind of like saw it within the screening that we we're in every time kind of like keanu reeves said something people laughed people laughed because and I can kind of see where they were coming from because it was a particularly. What was the scene where there was someone that went? Was it someone went crazy above us? In this it was a stair scene. Was it a stair scene? 
I don't know, but some guy in cinema, I don't know who, who you were, yeah, but you were laughing at scenes that how were not funny. There you know what I'm saying? One guy who just kept going. <laughs> no, there was someone did a big cackle though, like a big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't know why we're telling people this, but we are. Yeah, you it's know what just, I'm saying? It's part of the pod now. Cinema experience, <laughs> yeah. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it, yeah, I don't know who that was, man. If it, if if it, it, listen, if it feels you, you need some help, bro, or some milk. Let's get back to the let's get back to the film, man. Um, <laughs> some milk. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that they didn't necessarily rush into the action. Um, we quickly get to the to the next concierge. And the next sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here, guys. What are you looking for? Uh, continental. Continental. Next continental, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I really, that, one of the, okay. One of the things I loved about the film and this particular um, continental was the aesthetic throughout the film, for me, it's, this is the best it's been. Just on a the you mentioned that to and me we were talking the, the fucking lighting each scene was fucking beautiful and I do think within the first act the lighting was at its best like um, just especially between the battle uh, between the the I guess the owner of the hotel at the Osaka hotel yep between, uh, Donnie character uh, Kane Kane. Kane. Motherfucking like, Kane. Like the lighting. Motherfucking Kane. Serious. Like go on, new golf, Jason. Ooh, like the fucking lighting within that scene, the, the kind of like the greens and the reds, bro. Some wonderful like, looking color 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 palettes and wonderful fucking film. Like I think this is the this. I mean, it's the best film in terms of like the lighting. Aesthetically, you're saying, yeah. Aesthetically, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's it's aesthetic. a great film aesthetically, man. I think the lighting and some of the cinematography. There's a particular camera shot that like the overhead panning camera oh, shot. The in the, overhead fight scene. That was dumb. Cold. Because I was getting a bit the tired. I was getting a bit tired of of the same fight of scene. that scene. Yeah. And oh. then they brought that new angle, and I was like, you've broken. Like the oh man. The, it's oh, genius, this film bro. is so good. It's so but, good. Like, that, I can just, isn't that how you? I think the toughest task of an awful films is to change how the fight scenes look out because obviously there's only so many times. Okay, in four films, you know, that's what like eight hours of footage. There's only so many times that we can be surprised about how we kill someone. Do you know what I'm saying? But I guess the manipulation of that is you. You, you either do two things. You either. Um, you either change the way that you shoot something or you add more characters or more, you know, teams to... And, and they did both. They, they did, did both. both. And I think this is the first time I've seen it, like, now that you mention it, kind of like that bird's eye view kind of look. Outstanding. And then it's absolutely... But it panned with the scene. Oh, it was beautiful, man. So it was so well. good. It was so like, good. Like, um, oh, fuck, and this is going to be absolutely my bad, but, like, the... the um, the cinematographer and more importantly the action choreographer right because you mentioned this in the while we we're watching it right you're like um the action for the sake of action i think i slightly agree i disagree with you in that sense where it's like there is a certain thing when you're creating good action there's a flow of action like everything made sense like especially when you're doing the cinematography you want to make every single movement count you want mm. to make every single movement seem as seamlessly impo uh, possible on screen where you can tell exactly what this person is going to do and what they're going to mm -hmm. do next and john wick they've got it in abundance like in the hotel scene when he's got the nunchucks like oh my days that fucking scene is, and it's not just that scene it's that, that fucking nunchuck scene like the entire way through you just saw like every single one of his movements and you're just like wow like if i it's one of those things where Obviously, I can't do it, but I thought to myself, like, do you know what? If I sit down and take this scene for like maybe two, three months, mm -hmm. I could learn those movements. 
This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 HQ. All right, guys. Um, as I said, we're not gonna whole plot. Blah blah blah. Why the film's good? Why the film's not? There's no reason why it's not. So why is the film good? I'm gonna go first, man. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. Okay, <laughs> mate. Listen, right. The, the the everything you expect from a John Wick film to be good times by ten. Times by ten. The action. Right, the dialogue between unknowing characters. That's probably, that's probably my, 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 my so, favorite. So, um, Bill, uh, Bill Skarsgård's character. Yes. Ooh, ooh, go on, go, 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 go. I have nothing other to say than he was cold. He was menacing. He didn't do too much, but he didn't do too little. I think he found a nice medium of. But he didn't even. And you know what the worst thing is? It's like, bro, you, even, you can't, probably can't even fight. You probably can't even bust a gun. But you was menacing and you was cold. Yeah. And it's all for your delivery of words. And that's acting. And that's cold. And you're waving. Is that, is that, is that the, the French dude? The French dude. Yeah. Bro, what the, the Marquis? Yeah. The Marquis, yeah. But the Marquis, yeah, like, I can't lie. Like, you see, you see those characters? Yeah. Like, those characters, yeah, I always think, yeah, it's so funny. I always think, like, yo, if you were to pull up on ends, yeah, how would you roll? Would you, would you still be like, yeah, that's. It's how you do things. Well, shut up, fam. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But he seems like I he could come to end. And I, I, I'd still be like... Trying to suss him out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds a bit brazy. If you can make me do that, yeah, I always try to compare you. Like, well, how would you do with, with Ashley Waters in your face? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, and, nah, he's a the, fucking the, the, the scene with the knife. Oh, yeah. Cold. And then... Are you committed to cause? <laughs> oh! Like to the cause or yourself? The the tracker or Mr. Nobody as well. Uh, he was played by Jimmy Anderson. Really Yo, good. Fucking act. He was cold. He was know? cold. And I was talking to somebody after the screen in the air and I said to me, I, I said to him, the one thing that is that is by him, he actually hasn't got a purpose. Because deeper, yeah, no, he doesn't get anything at the end. He and and the whole point of the film and what Winston was saying, what the marquee was saying, and even what fucking Keanu was alluding to, it was like you are not a man without a purpose. He even came to it a, a few times, right? And it's like- Kane was driven by his daughter, for example. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's like, Mr. Mr. Nobody, we're told that he's driven by financial gain, right? But at the same time, is he really? Because he got, he was a 20 more offer. He's been tracking uh, John for a long time. 20 more was more than enough, my friend, okay? Then I think he was driven, I think that he was his dog, man. Bro, he sat down, he sat down, he looked down and, and he literally goes 20 mil, not enough, right? And put it back down. It, but, it, that, but that's because he knew the value of what that work would have been. No, exactly. but in my opinion, in my opinion, he, I, th I think he was a fan of John Wick. I I, I think he was. Oh a fan. yeah, you could talk about the sketches yeah, and the drawings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Studied, studied where John was going to be. John's movements. Yeah. I I also think I also think his character was a clever trick by the directors and the writers to make John more more realistic. John Wick, sorry, the film more realistic because there was around three four times where John was about to die and then he saved him, right? Mm -hmm. And it gives us the illusion that John is doing it all himself, but he's actually not. He's actually at points he gets help. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's actually the points that he gets help that he makes the he, he makes the most progress in whatever journey that he's trying to fucking get to. So like for example, the the, the steps, he's podding, the step bro. scene the where step scene where Kane comes and helps him and he gets. And then a dog, comes in, oh. he gets further along. Even even if you put it back, okay, like you know, to like the third one, right? Like his biggest task was getting to the high table, you know, getting to them. And then that was all helped to with um, I think his character, Hayberry uh, is not Hayberry. Um, no, it's Hayberry. It's Hayberry, yeah. yeah. With 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 uh, with with, um, with with like hard character and hard dogs, like he doesn't get there with, like with like without her at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, he even with. 
him getting in from the second film to the third film he doesn't get there oh sorry the third film to the fourth film he doesn't get there without the king himself the underground king <laughs> do you know what i'm saying so there is there's 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 people that play a role in helping john be john. helping john but allowing the film to be more realistic yeah and i love there was a particular moment of like a like a mirror effect kind of thing where where john was about to kill john was about to get i think john was about to get killed uh, in the third act, which was a fucking long third act, by the way. Long third act. Um, <laughs> it was in that. It was in the house thing, um, and the the dog's about to get killed by the goon, right? By, by, the, by the French goon. By the, by, uh, yeah, and John French saves the dog, Full and then the guy, the, uh, the what's his the name, the tracker, the tracker. was like, shit. He goes, he goes. He said, "My dog." Look at him becoming so god. And it all relates back to. It's full, circle. Film, it's full circle. It's this full circle. This whole entire film is good writing. Full that full I, bro, simple. But good writing. Yeah, the worst thing is good writing. No one said a word. The exactly. dog spoke the most. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like Kano just shot him, looked at him. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's the mutual respect in the eyes. In the eyes. The the whole John Wick series, the whole world is built on respect, bro. Bro, it's about holding the silent moment. Let, yes. Let's move. Let's loyalty. I can't lie. Sorry, man. I'm excited. Donnie Yen. Kane, let's go. Oh, Donnie Yen, Kane, let's go. Was an underrated role. He's like, I can't believe it. I, Donnie Yen. I, I gave him so much. Donnie Yen, when man was just chopping up the noodles and all the chaos was yeah. going oh, on. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I Donnie Yen is couldn't too it. cold. He's too cold. I couldn't believe it. He's just like sitting there. And then even when the fucking, when, when, the, when the Spanish goon came through and he was like, yo, do something. He's just like, let me finish my meal. He even <laughs> fights, like, even just the way he, his fighting style was. That's the thing as well. How they, they, they diversified they diversified the fighting styles, you man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's just all right, bro. I'll <laughs> come on the pod, man. Okay, because and please come on blind. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need him to come with eyes. He you was you was you was dubious on it, Prow. I I I absolutely was. The first t- t- ten minutes, he he seemed like one one of those roles where the director throws him in, okay, to be this mysterious person, okay, and the whispers will think that he's cool, but he's actually not cool. He's not he's not powerful enough, or he's not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Within ten minutes, I was wrong. I was very very wrong, and I'm so sorry for ever doubting you. You are the best. Like, okay, like he yet, was man. outstanding. Superb. Like you said, didn't do too much. Didn't do. T- too little it was just but and i think the interesting thing with a lot of the characters when you is that they for the most part were all driven by something or somebody john wick is continuously driven by I, I, it all goes back to initially his dog and his dynamic and his relationship with winston i think yes. that is an underlying obvious but underlying aspect well, of the film he told the marquee the marquee asked him you know about why do you want to live you know when you serve death Right, and he and he said, "I, I want to live so I can remember." You know, in death he won't, he won't be able to. Ponding. You know, so Donnie Yen five star meal, bro. Cooking. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen is obviously driven by his daughter. Um, so is the the oh, what's the name of the uh, head guy of the inter, of the, inter, the continental? Uh, uh, what from Osaka? From Osaka. Osaka. Oh, uh, he's driven by his daughter yeah. essentially. And I think we're going to see her in a fifth film. Even, like even him, by the way, yeah. He was cold. He was, he's cold, he's cold at every film, uh, right? Oh, what's, what's just this? to mention it, I want to say Hiroyuki oh. Sanada. You are correct. Yeah? Yeah, you're correct. There we go, there we go. I know my actors, man. Yeah. correct. <laughs> what was his name, sorry? Hiroyuki Sanada. He, listen, Hiroyuki, man, honestly, man, he killed it, bro. Like, cold. Like, shout out to him. And like, he, what he was saying to Kane, yeah, I, I just think represents everything. Like, you know, like, like he said to Kane about how 
he was like, oh, you've forgotten, you've forgotten what about, about yeah, what, bro, yeah. And Kane's like, no, like, you know, like, I've got, like, like, I'm doing this, like, for, like, my reasons and, and uh, et cetera. And then he, he says to John, um, he says to John, what is friendship when it's, when it's uh, convenient? You know, you know how beautiful that is? That is yeah. You know how beautiful that is? And, and it's true because we can all be friends with each other. You're going to remember lines, man. Huh? You're good at remembering lines. That's what I'm saying. Do you, uh, do you know why? I'm definitely, I'm definitely a quote guy. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's nah, what this it film, is. The film's got quotables as well, like for days, especially with with the Osaka concierge. Exactly. I love the look of the of the Osaka concierge. When she took off her her, um, she looked cold, man. She looked cold. <laughs> she looked like to, yeah, cold. Uh, I'm upset that it wasn't bulletproof, though. You know your actors. She is also an artist and. I quite like her as an artist, to be fair. So she also recorded a song. Well, tell her, why didn't she uh, have a bulletproof suit on? That's the one thing. Floor. Do you know what? Huge floor. Do you know what? That's the one thing I've been asking myself, right? Because uh, when she got shot, I was just like, come on, babes. Do your... Where's your Every single vest? person <laughs> has a bulletproof suit, yeah? And they're all doing this, right? John was doing this for every... He was... Yo, <laughs> this is my favourite thing ever. Yeah, if, if any of you man try and sh- and 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 throw me shade, yeah, just don't go. Bulletproof vestings. Nah, they need to make it a thing. Yeah, actual suits that have got like these fucking Teflon things in there. Yeah, because every single person, every single Donny had that thing on. Even like you know, in the whole hotel scene in the first act when everyone fighting. Even even the fucking like um, the the Marquis Donnies, they were like ba 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 ba. Nah. The, the, the hilarious part about it was when it got to the stairs scene and there were just some random French goons. Okay, they were wearing like hoodies and and, and shit like that. Need that? Nah. Um, some like uh, they were wearing like like hoodies and random pieces of clothing and this crap. Right? They were doing it too, and I was like, no, you haven't gone to no fucking what like like what what so there's like the Hugo Boss of of uh, of bulletproof vest Evan there's the fucking it. Primark. Of, you know what jokes, you know what jokes in the third act? Yeah, it's like you had goons like Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, trying yeah. to kill John in his, <laughs> in his in his in his like, Ralph Lauren Hugo Boss black suit. Like yeah, niggas in Adidas and Nike and Jordan yeah, ones, Jordan fours. Crazy, hold man. That scene was outrageous. It didn't even make sense, but it makes sense because it's John Wick. You have to you you have you to have go to into the, go into these films and shake the hands of the writers and the choreographers and the, and the actors and everyone involved and just say I I'm gonna accept this doesn't make sense and it's fantastical and I'm fine with it. Because it's fun, and sometimes exactly. things can just be fun and fantastical. Exactly, but everything has to be conceptual and deep and make sense. And by the way, it was fucking funny. There was parts of this film. This, that the was staircase hilarious. scene, yeah, staircase scene. got me. Oh was funny, God. and that, like I know for you know the no, extra like roll down the yeah, next the extra roll because I know that too much. I, for I know for a fact, yeah, because like as soon as it, like you know when it like kind of like flattens out the the stairs, right? Ain't no way that you're rolling down he that extra stairs, bro. The whole cinema, yeah. Like guys, you have to watch this in cinema. Like I recommend it. Song. Yeah, you have to go cinema. Yeah, man. So the whole cinema okay, was like, oh, like, like it was the fu- but in, in a funny way, in a really really funny way, and and I, <laughs> and when he when he like the stairs scene happened just after he fell off a building. 
right? And you know what? Sorry to cut you off. I sat next to her in the cinema. I felt like you were like, what the fuck, man? I was fuming. So there was a scene where Justin kind of for the listeners, like John Wick jumps out of a like a four-story building. Why? And kind of like lands on top of a car. Ain't no one surviving that without going to the hospital intensive care. Immediately. But like the funniest thing about it was that scene was like he jumped out and who's put up his air, uh, hands in the air and went, oh Yeah, I was fuming. And then like I was crazy. And then I done like a I said, second. I said to you guys, just buy in. No, you got, you no, got but to be I done like like a you second R when he got up because like he fell down. I was like, all right, cool. Now give me some like a doctor that's gonna come and say, yo, here's some like adrenaline, and even if it's still fake, yeah, I'll I'll buy it, like right? Okay, do you know what I'm saying? Like a Batman thing, yeah. Okay, boom. No one came. He got up and went, and just like carried on going, kind of like running. And and by the way, the way that Keanu Reeves yeah runs is bare weird. His legs are bare spread out. Okay, that's one thing. He hasn't got his action. It doesn't, doesn't run fast. No, yeah, but he hasn't got his action man run at all. No okay, it's not like a Tom Cruise run where he's like. You know what I'm saying? Okay, he's very much like a, oh, like a side to side don. Do you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's very much a side to side don. But, but like, like he's he's like he's like catching wines. Do you know what I mean? He's just like he's just like yeah. What am I saying? Catching wines. He's proper on it, fam. But, 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 from that scene, yeah, we go straight on to the to the stair scene, and and Gas told me anything. He goes, at this point, you either, you 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 you're either in. Or you're out. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. And I said, all right, cool, fair enough. I'd rather be in. Yeah. Oh, one billion. We get to the stair scene, yeah. When he falls down for the second time, not knowing the first time, the second time, yeah, when he fell all the way down, yeah, and Kane got him. When he fell down, yeah, I, I turned to these man, yeah, and I said, you know what? At this point, yeah, I'm, I'm not even mad if he just flies up. If he just starts flying. <laughs> yeah, he like, I'm, to me, he goes, oh, any minute now, he's just going to jump up and fly. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Okay, like if Vin Diesel done that in Fast and Furious here, I'm punching the screen. I'll be pissed. I'm literally. I, I, hate, I hate that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I, I, bro, I'm literally flame throwing the whole thing. I hate that so much. Bro, I'm telling you. But if John, if Keanu Reeves, yeah, decided, yeah, to do an Iron Man thing, yeah, and, and it came out of his hands and did this one, yeah, and, yeah. Just, and went up here, yeah, I'd say, calm. Fair enough. It's John Wick. You have it's, to accept it's for, it. It's for society. It, bro, he is like Captain America and Iron Man on, on, on crack. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm really fine with it. I think some of the, just to like really give some credit and maybe be a bit more nuanced in our views, mm. I really did just appreciate some of the action sequences, particularly more so the one, the first one, which I think was like maybe 15 minutes long as a whole from the hotel into like the garden yeah. into uh, uh, when... Um, the head of the Continental ends up dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the Osaka Continental, sorry. It's like, that was like 15 minutes of just pure action. And I just sat there like, okay, this In is cold. Man. This In is about to be a massive. This is cold. Like, and and it, when the daughter started pulling out the swammy and started going crazy. She was cold. She was cold. She was cold. But we have Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, man. So I'm back to Donnie Yen. I thought it was incredible. I just love the just, 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 the gadget technique, for example, when he put the, the yeah. thing on the, on, the, little, the sensor thing. Yeah, the little door things, the doorbell things, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Donnie Yen was incredible, man. Really, really good. Donnie really immersive, in, interesting, different action. His, his dialogue was incredible. Yeah. Even that, like, like aside from him being an incredible action star, his dialogue was great. One thing that ha that hasn't been mentioned yet, and I think we have to give like credit to, like the scene where um, John Wick then goes to Berlin to find uh, Scott Atkins' character. Right. I can't remember it's, the name of. This fine. But um, <laughs> John Atkins, like, one thing I found so amazing for some reason was just like, because obviously he was in a fat suit, because obviously. Like Atkins is like a very fit guy, but the way like just seeing a like 
a quote unquote obese man move the way that he did. Oh, was it? High kicks it was and lit. everything. And I was like, he's got his asthma pump. You're thinking, oh, this guy's a pussy, yo. These whole times he's doing close slimes. Then he threw like, John, he threw John slime. onto the glass. He threw but, him. Like, like, because I've I've read early reviews for the film and they were like, this has been the most like actiony film out of the entire franchise. And these men weren't fucking lying, man. The entire actions, and especially like the, the action, how it came about, who is doing the action as well. Um, John Wick did an interview with uh, Luca, in fact, where he was talking about the... Lovely uh, One day us. Yeah. Exactly, where he's talking about uh, Donnie Yen, uh, Scott Atkins and uh, Hiroki Sanada and talking about like how not only was this film great to work with and work with these people but the people that he's working with are real martial artists and i think it's one of those things especially that the action genre has been missing is people who know martial fucking you just earned yourself a social cut son well done. there we go who's <laughs> 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 been who's been podding and i i, I just need to you need to get something you need to feed off that energy i need to that energy share it fam. He's, he's making me a better podder fam. <laughs> and, um, it's just one of those things that we've been missing in the last like 20 years in my opinion um maybe not that extreme but like yeah those guys man two things two things i want to touch on before maybe go on to some negatives before we round up it feels like we've kind of flown through this film and it's not a discredit to the film at all we actually have two things the law building and the mythology of like the wick universe just continues to widen and grow to different parts of the world we see we're in egypt and J we're in japan right japan, japan. yeah, yeah egypt, uh, egypt japan. berlin we, paris paris new york um so i love that aspect of the film I love the themes of sort of like brotherhood and loyalty and betrayal and lost love. So obviously, whilst this film is an action film, there are themes and sort of character relatability, which make it a bit more human, uh, a human story and more. Where the police, by the way? <laughs> Do you know what? Again, I so think this is the, the third act scene. Exactly. It goes Anywhere. Back to what, what saying. <laughs> you have to be along for the ride. Like, because even that one scene sense. where they were at the, um, the, roundabout. the roundabout, you're just thinking to yourself, like, this scene has gone on for way too long. Also, let's the bounty storytelling. Sorry, the bounty storytelling. I, I fucked with it. Yeah? I fucked with the bounty storytelling. I did. I heard it. You, yeah, did, I you heard. didn't? No, 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 no. Yeah, I did. I'm with you. I'm with you. I fucked with it. I, I, I did. I, 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 I thought that she, maybe because she was black, and I thought she might have been legged. Yeah, I don't know. Her lips were kind of nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, Do you know man. what? Yeah, skin was looking peak. I might be completely wrong, but Obviously. you saying she went fire? No, 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 no. Like it's one hundred percent fire. You saying like, you don't, no, she? You don't want to see black people she, on screen. That's not what I'm saying. I was saying that because the, the Africans. The, the entire film has like certain inspiration <laughs> that this film has. Yeah, go on. That, um, you know where she was talking like in my opinion it feels like a scene that they've taken inspiration from the warriors that came out in 1980 you're cold uh, if you've hmm. seen it but like they've have a very similar scene where so if you've never watched the warriors it's the warriors where it's just like a certain gang called the warriors who get accused of killing a uh, gang leader and every gang in new york city kind of like goes out for the warriors and they have, that's like, pretty cool reference lady talking about like how Oh, the warriors out on the run and she's like making like those musical references while playing them it seems like a scene taken from there love a social cut for you bro that's a that's a that's a feed off it that's a dope reference okay i actually thought the reference was from uh from moulin rouge 
okay i thought you know how like in Bermuda, she kind of like narrates her own story above paris you know what i'm saying and, I, okay, I thought, to, and, shine me. and you know like with like the <laughs> with like the red lips you know what i'm saying and that kind of stuff so i i thought that it was it, it was like relatable to like the scene of, of where they were at because she, she didn't um yeah man uh, yeah i think i think you're the, you after hearing yours though i think you it you could be a mixture of both. it could head. be a mixture of both i think um, that like the worries has been influential in various different films but yeah. Fucking hell. But if, that scene though, man, like uh, if somebody crashed into me, yeah, or into anybody yeah, on on the fucking M4, yeah. Let me tell you right now, yeah. Scene was crazy. Scene okay? was dumb. Let me tell you now, construction people coming two hours, you'll stand there, okay, it's gonna be traffic, it's gonna be BBC going, oh there's traffic on the M4. You gotta be alone for the right? ride, bro. Bro, there was like there. 19 crashes, bro. He he got hit by a car like five times, yeah, by the way. The amount of heads the amount of heads that got burst yeah. in this film. Bro, there has to be like a like a sign at at the end of the film, yeah, that says you cannot survive five car crashes in a row. So please, do, please just, look left and right. Not fam. even just car crashes, but like hit and run type of thing. But what happened to you like in, in school? It, it was like, it was like, it was like 30, you'll survive and 40, you'll die. Do you know what I mean? Like this nigga was getting hit by like 70s, bro. Left, right and center. 70, like, oh. Before, before we round up, I did see, I think I saw The Guardian. I didn't read their review, but I was, I like reading reviews. Yeah. And, what did I say? I saw it was you know what fuck it let's find it let's let's what they say let's man. get into the negative what they say let's man. Get into all right well, i'll get into my negatives and then i'll find what they said my my, my negative was it you know what because it's such a good action i know you're gonna look at me like that um because it's such a good action film i just wish it had been condensed a bit uh i think it could have been a two hour and 15 to to yeah, yeah. two hour and 15 movie Rather than two hour and thirty, <laughs> and that would have been that would have been me taking some some meat from the second act. Of course. So I would have taken BBL meat then. Fair enough. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have taken some meat from the second act. VAR, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, I would have taken some of that from the second act. I did feel it was a bit stuffed, a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and and I would have taken some of the the third act was long, man. I agree. I agree. Um, and I, I hope that doesn't sound like lazy analysis. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Um, because that's my only real quick. Because of what it is, because of what Jomic is, I'm not coming to Jomic for concise storytelling and blah, blah. I actually think, guys, yeah, like they were actually adding in dialogue scenes because they were so actiony. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it got stretched because of that, because they, they didn't want to get rid of the action and they, and they wanted to make it as concise as possible. So they have to add, the more action you add, the more dialogue you, like, you have to add for that action. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, you're, I think you're right, but I, I think they didn't have a choice in a sense. No, yeah. They, they, they titled this I film, let's, before you go, they titled this film an overlong and overstuffed action sequel. I think that's so hard. They said it's. Guardian can slut their mums, man. Big man thing, yeah. Not friend of the shows. That's the first time I'm saying that. Bloody hell. Yeah. All right. Um, if you want to work with them. They uh, say, uh, yes, we it, got that, in, the, in, the, in the side quest clogged narrative, as in the vituous fight scenes that far overstay their welcome, a viewer starts to feel the difference between maximalism and rarely having a lot of stuff. Somewhere around the third hour and mostly in their glutes. I, I, I don't know. Don't know. They, in their glutes? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway, no. Do you know what? Do you know what? One of those things. No, no, I what think, the hell was I going think on? it goes back to the point. In our glutes. Sorry. Oh, because we're sitting on the chair. Yeah. Two hours. I think. I think. Oh, that. You got nah. to be along for a ride. This is why we have culture writers. Okay. This is why. Okay. You tune into fourteen magazine. Yeah. Because those shit puns. Yeah. Like boop, that. Boop, yeah, boop, boop, it's boop. fucking crap. Okay. We wouldn't say in our glutes. Okay. We'd say in our black asses. Right. We're sitting in our black asses. Okay. And they're there. And we're warm. And we're grateful that that we're there. And it's action films. Okay. And your mum. 
I just think um, <laughs> because we obviously used Lionsgate, my guys, you know. Shout out to you, man. Come on. Um, I, Come on. No, I feel as though if you're going to analyse this film, analyse it with the, with the lens of understanding what it is. It's like, it's like with anything, it's like with a superhero film. You kind of, for the most part, superhero films are meant to reach out to as many people as possible, especially kids and adults, right? So there's always going to be some layers of like... Of, of disconnect dead jokes or over OTT jokes which aren't as funny to me because I'm 29 just through my ring because I'm 29 now um, but are going to be funny to maybe 14 year olds 15 year olds 10 year olds yeah. bro you when Kane said like fuck off that, last that was the funniest thing I have I love that that was so clever you, good segue from you <laughs> but Matt said fuck off you know what I mean <laughs> and then he shot him and John Wick didn't shoot anyway no spoiler like, arrogant bastard he didn't shoot uh, honestly Bang. Man. but yeah and I really loved it I just just oh, to round up I love right. I love the dynamic between him and Ian McShane and just to your point though and I think that's the interesting part I think um not everyone's going to love a film or a television series or a piece of art that's been created. But I think you have to go into it with an understanding of what that thing is before you can judge it. So yeah. There's no point judging it just based upon how you feel about something. Yep. Go into it with the understanding of what it is, what it means to people, why it is what it is, and then review and then come with your opinion. So to give it, I think they gave, what did they give this film? A two out of five. Fuck off. I, I think, I fuck think off, man. Just fuck off. That needs to be clipped. Fuck off, man. Yeah, 100% needs to be clipped. And I think. Fuck like, off, man. You, two you out of five, it, you're boying it. What did you want? You ha you put it perfectly there, right? Like, there are so many. And I don't want to. I mean, Huss has already been shooting at The Guardian. Just to shoot on him a little bit more, yeah? Like, there's this, there's this idea of like this film bro film kind of like connoisseurism i guess if you could call it that oh, where like you know snobs each, call them snobs, snobs snobs fucking snobs right each film needs to reach a certain level of kind of like avant-gardeness or like this level of storytelling sometimes and this you said it so perfectly you need to understand what this film is john wick has never come and told us that this is an he barely speaks he, ba he barely speaks he barely speaks this film is not meant to be a fucking like oh let's build off this entire fucking universe and build this amazing it's narrative. fun it's action a film straight to the point like it's doing the job it's meant to do perfectly and to judge it for anything else is i think and you know what i'm interrupting i'm gonna go on a small rant it, it goes back to my my feeling around when i read reviews about superhero films and i read reviews about about like you know ant-man and shazam and da -da -da -da, and i see people OT's over the top criticizing these films because you're tired okay you are tired but go into it with the understanding of what it is judge it exactly judge it on the film yes but also have the understanding, okay, that Ant-Man, for example, unfortunately, for some reason, they have to link Kang to another universe. And don't be wrong, I don't necessarily think that Ant-Man the Wasp was, I think it was like a six out of 10. And I think that's fine. So sometimes superhero films can just be okay. Not every superhero film has to be amazing. John Wick is fucking incredible. If you don't think it is, there's something wrong with you. And finally, okay, obviously on my part, yeah, some dickhead, yeah, he was definitely sitting like in front of me, right? These, these, these reviewers, okay, they get their little note, they went and then leave 40 minutes early. Low it, man. Low it. I know you, man. This, it was you, innit? It was definitely you, brother, yeah? Fucking the bold split his head, fam. It was definitely him, bro. Oh, him. He was in front of me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, okay, the man right little bit, duh, 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 Evan dip for uh, uh, four minutes early. And so, what time was that yes. review submitted? Because if it was the same time, either we're in, still in the cinema, okay, that is bull wank, bro. We've, Jason's got to go back to MK. Let's do our, let's yeah. do our, let's do our point scoring for this film out of 10. Of course. Out of 10. Well, I'll make this film out of 10, my guys. Um, oh, I'm giving this film an 
Uh, I want to preface this with I have an absolute bias. Whoa, uh, sorry, I'm changing that. Uh, 8.8. 8.8, cool. I, want, I have an absolute bias for the John Wick franchise and action films in general. And I want to say this is purely on action. <laughs> now give your review, bro. Stop cheating. That's okay. I accept that. Uh, because of my reasons as to why I didn't, I dis, not dislike, why it, I felt like it dragged, I'm going to give it like an 8.3. And an eight point three two something. Oh, no, around a two three. I'll give it like a yeah yeah. That's that's fair. I think I think, I think it's easily an eight. Mine's definitely between the eight point five and eight point eight. Definitely an eight. Yeah, like. But the franchise in a whole. Nine, I think I'm fine. Franchise of a whole, I think this is the best action franchise of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Ooh, that's question. Is is it your favorite film of the year so far? Yes. Yeah, so far. Second to Creed. Of the year. Of the year so second far. to Creed, yeah. What second about you? Creed. Creed was amazing. Or second to Creed. Yeah. No, mm. I think it's my favourite film of all. Of the year? Of the year. Oh my God, I was about yeah. to say something. Um, I'm going to go with maybe my second favourite of the year. Let me guess. The whale could just sound cool. The whale didn't come out this year. Though. It did. I did in, in the UK, it came out this year. Yeah. Wait, okay, I, cool, cool, cool. I, Wait, I am I right? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Do you know what? You know, well, one thing that's so annoying, I fucking haven't seen the world yet, but I need to. Oh, mate, guys, will playing for you anyway. All right, guys, thanks so much for this podcast. I thought this was your original. Uh, if you're hearing my voice right now, I am not gas. It is Huss. I just yeah, thought I'd do this for I fun. Confused, you know? I was like, this is the real It's a great time. Um, it's, you know, uh, we've had myself, Huss, the host. Uh, we've Plug had the socials, please, bro. Yeah, um, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we got um, follow us guys on socials, post creative podcasts across the board, TikTok, um, Instagram as such, and on YouTube at 14 HQ Originals. Thank you for supporting, loving us. Shout out to Lions Get as well for the all, um, audible love. Um, I've been Huss. This has been Jason. There we go. And that has been <laughs> Guys, yep, Bob, Bob sorry, in the guys, building, Kyle in the building, no money today. You know the vibes. Bobby and Kyle in the Day. building, no money. Uh, and it's been great Over without money. Stay love. People, yeah. Money, 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 money. This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ.